Later. read just a little bit. <clears throat> we'll take the Lord's help tonight for us to do anything. I'm thankful. I still lean on that scripture that, that I told you the Lord give me right after I was saved, that without me, you can do nothing. And I realize that. It's, it's through and by uh, God that, that anything gets accomplished. Let's pray just a little bit. Some things, like I say, that's on our heart. And, uh, I'm going to read in the, in the fifth chapter. And I want to maybe... I, I, maybe maybe in the uh, fourth verse. Let me just start in the fourth verse. Uh, in the fifth chapter of First Peter. It says, And when the chief... Shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same affliction Afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But, God, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, established, strengthened, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And, and I, I'm going to stop right there. Uh, Back up just a little there, and in about the fifth verse, there as he comes on down, uh, he says he says in that fifth verse he said, and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. And, and like I say, you can pray just a little. I've got just a little more scripture I want to read. And uh, over in James, in the fourth chapter, and about, well, I'll just start right there in the first. It says, uh, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your, your lusts. And, and, and I'll stop right there. I got to thinking on some things on this year. Been thinking on them for a few days, actually. 
about about these these things here uh, in our lives, things that we want, things that we desire. And I thought how that that, that in this to obtain things from God, we 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 have natural carnal things that we want and we desire. And that's what he's speaking of over there in James. And a lot of times we come before God and we go to ask him things and, and we ask amiss. We ask in the wrong way and we ask in the wrong manner. Uh, something that is amiss is, is out of order. It's something that's not in the right manner. And, and I got to thinking, you know, the Lord says for us to delight ourselves also in the Lord and give us desires of our heart. Uh, you get to you get to thinking on over here in First Peter, and, and and he tells us there in the scripture. He said he said that God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble, and he he tells us that to be clothed with humility, to humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that you may he may exalt you in due time. And, and he said, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. If, if, if we truly are wanting things from God, and I guess I've been thinking how the Lord, uh, the Lord's been a blessing the church, and, 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 and Mark was talking today, talking just a few minutes ago, uh, how that, 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 that he's, the Lord's blessing his life. He's going through a, a time, Mark, uh, where you feel the blessings of God. And, 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 and how God is working. And, and what does it take to bring that about in our lives? Because he tells us, Erlene, he says casting. You know what that means? That means throwing. That means getting it, getting it away from you. Casting all your cares upon him for he careth for you. Uh, the Lord's got a manner in which we're supposed to pray to him. Uh, you can go over in the book of Matthew, uh, Jay, and you can read uh, uh, over there the Lord give a parable uh, about a, uh, a, 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 a wicked ruler, a man that didn't love God, didn't acknowledge God, didn't he, uh, he cared not for what anybody thought. But he gave this example of a little widow woman that just kept wearying that king uh, uh, to, 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 uh, to avenge her. And he kept on, and, and the Bible said that, that that king finally heard what she had to say because she wearied him so much. Well, in that scripture, if you'll read that, he's teaching us how to pray. Let me just go read that, because I want you to hear it. Over in the book of Matthew. Better read me just a minute. I said Matthew, Luke. I want to read this. In Luke, the 18th chapter, he says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Now take that to heart and listen to that. Ought always to pray and not faint. This is how the Lord wants us to come before Him. He says, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, 
I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Now listen. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth. earth. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves, and they were righteous and despised others. And, 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 and how this is the Lord's telling us uh, that we ought to pray continually and constantly and, and, and not to give up. He said to always to pray, Isaac. Uh, and, 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 and when we're in, in, uh, praying unto these things, the Bible said there that He was speaking unto men that trusted in themselves to see things accomplished in, in our lives, to see things accomplished in the church. Uh, uh, we've been getting to see some of that. We've been getting to see some of that. And, and, and you know what? What's, what brought that on, Cheryl? He said we have to be humble. Humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. What is humbling? That's being brought down low. That's not exalting yourselves. That's realizing that we're praying unto a God. He said right there, that old wicked ruler, that wicked judge, he heard that woman because she continually wearied him. How much more will God hear His people cry day and night and avenge their enemies? Those things, Cheryl, you talk about that fights you every day and comes at you, uh, don't think that God don't hear those things because who do you think's fighting our battles? Who do you think that's overcoming them things in our life? It's God Almighty. But it comes through the humility of His people to be able to see anything done. I got to thinking about some of the things that, that, that we've been getting to witness, that we've been hearing of. I mean, it's done my heart good to hear about souls being saved down at, at, at Old Bull Creek, souls being saved at Bethesda, souls being saved here in the church. I'm just telling you, it's like the fire under this old boy. That's the things that we're in this for. That's what, that's what we long to see. And to keep those things happening around the house of God, we're going to have to realize who's doing it. We can't get... I was talking to the Brother Michael Reese this evening about some things, and, uh, and, he's, and he's telling something that Buck says sometimes about Gene Turner. Said, Gene said there ain't no worse than park in this way. In other words, we've got to keep it going. They ain't no worse to stop in this. Hey, and the one thing that we need to be able to see God moving like He is is humility. Realizing that we need to decrease and He needs to increase. This ain't about my name. It ain't about your name. It's all about the name of Christ Jesus. The one that hung on that cross. The one that gave His life. The one that brought salvation unto man. I want to continue to see God move. And we'll have to continue to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. 
He spake this unto them and He said to always to pray. Where's the one place you get the most slack in your Christian life? In our prayer. That's the one place I get slack, Aubrey, a lot of times. It's true prayer. True humility, family Freeman. Not just getting down and squeezing out of something to say I pray, but to get down in my heart, be humble and before God, to realize I'm on my knees before God Almighty, the very one that spoke this world into existence. And I'm praying in the name of His only begotten Son that He gave for something like me. Humility. And he says, casting all your cares on me. For he cares for you. You know the only way we're going to get our prayers to his hand? Humility. Humbling ourselves. He said over there in James, he said, he said that, 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 that we have not because we ask not. Say, well, preacher, I've prayed for my loss. I pray and pray and pray. Are you praying to miss? Are you praying to satisfy your own lusts? Are you praying for that soul that's getting ready to go to hell? Are we praying humbly before God? We've seen results of what humility will do. Humility will bring a heart to an hour. Humility will bring salvation. How'd you get saved? How'd I get saved, Linda? By humbling ourselves before the mighty hand of God. That's how our people's going to get saved. That's how the church is going to get their prayers through unto God. Crying day and night in humility. Realizing who we're talking to. Not just a God that we're going to fit into our day. I've said it a lot of times. We ought not work God around our schedule. We ought to work our schedule around God. Realizing that without Him we can't do nothing. But through Him all things are possible. I call the freedom I still believe that we can see thousands saved in a day. Why are we not? Because our nation, our churches, our individuals, we won't humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We get caught up, sis, in the form of going to church, we get caught up in the fashion of it. And it's something we do. We truly get to realize it. How many people will go and watch some singer or something, even these gospel groups. Well, they'll work themselves up in a frenzy weeks ahead of time. I can't wait to see my favorite person. They'll go to Trump rallies. They'll go to all these things and get themselves worked up. And weeks ahead of time, just giddy about it. And we walk into church just 
your pockets another day. And we come in here before an almighty God. In Luke, I was hiring to a people that had their trust in themselves. They wasn't humbling themselves. He's telling them always pray. Always pray. And not to faint. Keep our trust in the Lord. Keep ourselves humble. I'll tell you what we'll do, Spirit, a lot of times. We want to see, you'll want to see that young and say, and you'll pray, 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 pray. And it don't happen when you think it should. And then what we're doing when we do that, we're putting our trust, we're putting our confidence in ourselves. Lord, I've done this. Humility's being brought low and realizing that you're beneath. That we're under Him. And we're asking amiss when we try to put a timeline on God. We're asking because of our own lust. We want to see it right then. Church. Ten years I've been right here with you. I've not done a thing in this church, but God has. We've got the witness. As old Furman used to say, we 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 broke bread together. A lot of times right here in this building, we've seen God do some great things. We've seen some impossibilities come to pass. And you know what? Some of them has took 10 years to see. Some of them took five years. Some of them came all of a sudden. Right as quick as it left break for we've seen it. All I'm telling you is we've got to stay on the mighty hand of God. You'll see more and more and more. We just got to keep a trust in Him. There's another place on over in Luke. As the Lord was coming through, there's two blind men down there. I thought about that while I was studying on this. And they cried out, For Jesus had mercy on us when they heard Him coming by. They tried to quiet them down, Chad. And you know what they done? They cried that much more the louder. Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on us. You know what the Lord wants to see His people thinking not, Audrey? He wants to see us staying steadfast. Why, then, man, I'm going to tell you today, there'll be people say, well, that's just a, a fly-by-night thing. You've seen this. Them youngins will be in and they'll be out tomorrow. You'll hear every kind of discouraging thing. It'll come up and they'll say, well, churches are up and churches are down. Churches are up and churches are down. People do well for a while and they fall away. I'm going to tell you what that old man was going around. He's trying to discourage every one of us sitting in this building. 
Jesus, have mercy on us. Have mercy on our people. Keep crying. I said they cried day and night over there. Don't give up. Don't faint. He said, He said, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. He wants to keep finding faith right here in this church. You know what he wants? Because he cares for us. He wants you casting all of your cares on him. His prayers got answered just yesterday. Could have been a tragic thing right there happened with James yesterday. Well, they found out that it was just muscular and it wasn't this and it wasn't that. Do you realize what the mighty hand of God can do? Do you realize that that young man could have had a clogged artery and he could have been leaving this? But you want to know something? His prayers went out, Linda. We put it right on the one call church praying. Barbara said she had an urgent request. Hey, when God's people get down to business and humble themselves, why did we pray to God yesterday? Why did we call on His name? Because we realized, Mark Carter, we couldn't do nothing.
Hezekiah had to humble himself before God to get his prayer heard. I'm not exalting this church over nobody else. But I'm going to tell you what. I believe the devil's fault each and every family in here. And I believe that you're staying steadfast, unmovable. And Daniel, I believe that our hearts are set on some things. I'm here tonight to encourage you to keep casting your cares on him. Keep staying humble. Don't get to thinking. I'm going to tell you something that you'll see a lot of times. You'll see people get humble. You'll see the church start to get blessed, start growing. And then the next thing you know, you hear that preacher's name blowing up all over the community. You hear them people's names blowing up like they're really doing something down there at that church. And the people start taking glory for what God is doing. Don't you get blown up. I'm just a man. I, I, I told somebody today, I'll fail you and I'll let you down and I'll disappoint you. But you want me to know something? The God I serve never will. Keep casting your cares on Him. He tells us up there, that third verse back over in First Peter, neither being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. We're not lords over this. We're just part of the flock. We're here to be an example. I want word to get around these people getting saved down on Wall Creek. There's people getting saved up at Bethesda. There's people getting saved down at Community Chapel. As an example of what can happen if you get your heart where it needs to be with God. Not exalting ourselves, realizing, Mark Carver, that I'm the biggest nothing that's ever been. That each one of us in here is nothing without God. If we'll get ourselves to that place, having thousands get saved on Pentecost, then people you they wasn't nothing without God. How's our people going to get saved? The church is going to have to realize we're nothing. But you know what? The Lord wants to use us. He wants to use His people. We've got a purpose in this life. And I thought about it today. If He didn't need us, He'd get rid of us. He'd never keep us here. If He didn't need us, if He didn't want us, He wouldn't leave the church here today. We'd get saved. He'd just take us on out of here. But you know what He said that we were calling? The light of the world. He's got to spread he said, ye are the light of the world. A city is set up on a hill that cannot be hid. You know what we are? We're an example. Example to the flock. We're an example under this lost and dying world. He wants to show his bright dollars. I preached not long ago over and out of Esther. And you know what was wrong with Vashti? 
She's an uncle or seven to the king. And she got kicked out of his presence, never to see him anymore. You know what? When God sees his bride, he wants to be able to show her off. Not what a good man Tommy Freeman is, not what a good woman Tammy is. But he wants this world to see the light that's within his church. The spirit of his son shines brighter than anything ever could. And when we humble ourselves, you know what? I look these things up here. You know what being proud is? Having inordinate self-esteem. He says them that exalt themselves shall be abased. They'll be brought down. There's nothing for us to get lifted up in. Self-esteem. And I'm going to tell you what. We're pretty proud of our little country preachers, and we're pretty proud of a lot of our. But I'm gonna tell you what: there's a lot of our little country preachers that got lifted up pride. It's got a lot of self-esteem about ourselves in a lot of places, and to see things start taking place down in our churches, Dean Rice is gonna to have to get the self-esteem out of his life. Yeah. I'm gonna to have to decrease Cheryl that he can increase. And you know what that means? The world needs to see me just as sorry as I truly am. That don't mean me running around in sin. That means them seeing that I fight the same battles every day that everybody else does. The same old prideful nature will want to rise up in me as it does everybody else. It will want to rise up in you the same as it does in everybody else. But what do you, why do you think he even had to tell us to humble ourselves? Because he knows how prideful we are. We need to always pray. Realizing what we are. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourself unto the elder. Who's been here before the foundations of this earth? God has. Who is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end? God. Who do you think the younger is? It's on flesh. It's time that we submit to the elder. The Spirit of God. And we we do the will of the Father. That's what He come to do. Ye all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Do we want to be resisted? We've got more things. I want to see Eric in here. I want to hear about Eric getting in there where he's at. I want to see Dean Ball in here. Bobby, I want to see the kids and your grandkids enjoying the house of God. 
I want Madeline to find a good godly church down there where she's at, Tommy. I do. I really do. You know what? She needs it. We need the assembling of ourselves together. I want to see you just children. I want to see your grandchildren enjoying the things of God. You know what it's going to take, Mark Carter, to see Corbin Carter get what he needs? It's going to take the church of the living God getting humble. And submitting ourselves unto the elder. Then we can cry day and night. And he's going to hear our cry because it's coming from a heart that's pure. Not even made for our own benefit. You know what he done them, them blind men over there, the Bible says? He saw them and he heard them. I thought about I thought about as we pray for things, Colin. Sometimes we pray for ourselves. There ain't nothing wrong with that. To pray that God would help us through things, to help us do things, to give Him glory. Sometimes we pray for another. The Bible tells us to bear ye your own burdens. He tells us to bear one another's burdens. He tells us right there to be subject one to another. These blind men were praying. They were calling on God for themselves. Yes, sir. If they heard He was coming by, they realized there's times out of it. Just like you preached there the other night, just like you were talking about having to repent. There's times when I've got to get my knees called agreement. And I've got to say, Lord God, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. I've failed you. I've come short. that much more than I sometimes. And then there's times when I can be like old Jarius. I can be like some of these others and I can get my knees and I can go praying on behalf of somebody else. But through every bit of my prayer I've got to be clothed in humility. God won't hear our prayer we're coming to him proud, Jay. He will hear our prayer if we come in humility. Then, we can cast all of our cares on him. He cares for you, church. Hey, he cares when the sparrow falls. He tells us, sir, consider the lilies. All these things. You think God cares for, for the things of this earth? He takes care of them. Yes, sir. How much more does He care for me and you? That He gave His life. That we can live through and by His name. self-righteousness that we have in our life. He knows, like if you read on down, if we come praying, Lord, forgive me, I'm a sinner. 
And we don't even feel worthy to be bowing. If we're just smoking ourselves and saying, Lord, I'm thankful I'm not at this man. I never forget this. When Brian Rodover started pastoring right up the road here and he got out visiting through these communities. He was going into the houses of the drug addicts, the dope addicts, the doctors. <coughs> those that was living questionable lifestyles. He got to witnessing to them. They got to come to the end of the church up there. Started getting saved. Started coming in being part of the church. And you know what somebody told him? said, well, Brian, you just went out and got the trash out of the community. Who do you think the Lord came to save? Those that lost. Hey, some of us get ourselves so high-minded. All we want as members in our churches is the doctors and the lawyers and the ones that can build up the funds, can build up the offerings. We want the ones with prestigious names through the community. I'll tell you what God will do. He'll take that old drunkard, he'll take that old drug addict, and he'll give them a name. He'll give them the name of Jesus. He said he said that he would in due time. find it. He said, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. He'll take these that don't look like nothing. He'll exalt them in due time. Is He going to lift their name up? No. No, but He's going to put His name in us. day. Things we want to do a lot of times. Get glory and get honor. It's not about us, is it, Jesus? No. It's about Him. 
said the fields are white to harvest and harvest and the labors are few. Finally talking about churches that that's got I mean just tickle to death if they got five members, eight members shows up for church on Sunday. like we've never had before. willing that any should perish but that all should be that's his will that ought to be the will of the church we come to do the will of his father that ought to be the will of the church never battled those until here in the past few years, myself. Never thought I'd be a person that battled things like that. There's times coming that I've just been drunk so far down and felt so low. But just like I preached Sunday, that's what that's what gets me stirred up. The Spirit of God that's in me will only let me go so low and then he'll go a little farther for me. get in that shape. I hope you don't. I hope you don't. You can have people turn against you. You can have things happen in your life that will get you in a place you never thought you'd be. Don't get to be that man that says, I'm thankful I'm not as that man. Because we can be. mercy on me. You know what the Bible said? That he had compassion on him. And he walked over there and he healed him then. He wanted to get what was they doing? They was crying out for mercy. Mercy. They realized there was nothing they'd ever done to deserve to have that blindness taken off of them. But they went to crying out for mercy. They humbled themselves before God Almighty. And you know what he heard? Their cry. You won't force God to do nothing. But you can ask in humility. Clothed in humility. That's how Hezekiah prayed.
he turned his face to the wall. He realized the word had already come and he was going to die and not live. He turned to the wall not worrying about what anybody else thought other than God. Mark, that's how you got to pray for that boy. That's how we got to pray for our youngins, our grandkids. Don't worry what nobody else says. Uh, when they say, they say, quieten down, quieten down, you cry that much more the louder. Don't worry what people in the church thinks about when you've got to pile out of there and come up here and, and bury yourself in knowledge. I heard a message I heard on the radio today. This fellow was a sailor, maybe yesterday. And, I, and, and, and he says, he says an altar, and, 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 and it's the truth. I've preached it before, but it really just renewed him. You know what an altar's for? To die. I preached it not long ago. There needs to be some more dying going on on these altars. We will see our people saved. Things <clears throat> ain't getting broke. I've seen Julian pile out back there and I ain't lifting him up, but I've seen him pile out of there when nobody else has in this church before. And he'd come up here broke in this altar on behalf of others that he was burdened for. That's what the Lord wants to see out of us. Come up here and die a little bit. Let this old man die. Present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. You know what's holy about your old carnal body? It's when you let it die. That's what makes that sacrifice, that broken, contrite spirit, acceptable. When we offer it up on an altar and pray unto God knowing that we don't deserve Him to hear our cry. We don't deserve Him. And we can pray one for another. He'll hear that. That's what the Lord gave me tonight. I love you.